Hi, welcome to We Will Tell, a leadership podcast for the Next Generation Ministries of Mississippi. My name is Matt. And I'm Christy. We're the Next Gen Directors of the Mississippi District Assemblies of God, and we're excited to serve you and your local church. The purpose of this podcast is to give you all the information, training, and resources you need to either take your ministry to the next level or start something brand new. Thanks again for allowing us the opportunity to invest in you. Together, we will tell the next generation of kids, youth, and young adults the glorious deeds of our Lord Jesus. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. So let's jump right into today's episode. What is up, Mississippi friends and family? We're back. We are back with the legend himself, Soup Bob, our wonderful superintendent of the Mississippi District Assemblies of God. Soup Bob, how are you doing today? Doing great and been really looking forward to this opportunity to uh, just share on a subject that is so mission critical for every person, whether you are engaged in ministry uh in 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 a full time way, or uh, you are a volunteer. You're a part of a team on the local church. Uh, prayer is critical. Yes, sir. And so we have been developing a series on prayer. This is episode two. And so if you haven't listened to the first episode on the priority of prayer, we would encourage you to go back and listen to it. It is so good. And in essence, just the nutshell version of that is you will always fall in line with the things that you prioritize. And what is most important to you, makes you make time for it. And we lay a foundation and a basis and an understanding that prayer needs to be the priority of every believer, of every pastor, of every leader. And there are a lot of good things that can can take a secondary priority, but the top priority needs to be prayer. And if we understand that, that will lead us into today's episode where we get to experience the promise of prayer. So, Sue Bob, why don't you talk to us about that? All right. Uh you know, God's Word is replete with uh, references and promises, prayer promises, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And what we're going to do today is just kind of extract out of uh, Scripture some key uh, promises of prayer and uh, just kind of talk about that a little bit. And so we'll jump right into the first one is in Jeremiah 33, where Jeremiah the prophet said, call unto me, on behalf of God, he said, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. What that tells us is that uh, God invites us. We're not taking advantage. We're not being presumptuous. We're not doing something that we were not uh, asked to do. He said he extended the invitation for us to call unto him. And when we do that, when we do that in faith, it, it's like a catalyst for some amazing things to happen. Uh, in fact, it, it describes that verse lets us know that God uh, wants to do not mediocre, not mundane, average things in our life. He wants to do great and mighty things. That's so good. And it just lays the groundwork for us and, and the biblical basis for us to believe big. Yes, sir. That is so good. 
That is so good. And Sue Bob, what I love that you were bringing the foundation out of the Word of God. And I know you and I have had conversations and and something we have been telling leaders and churches that has constantly come up in conversation is the biblical illiteracy that is is rampant today. And one of the things we need to get a hold of is the Word says that He honors His Word as He honors His name. And it doesn't matter how good of a sermon I can preach and how illiterate it may be and how flowy it may sound and it just be so good and beautiful and perfect. If it is not founded in the word of God, he will not honor it because he honors his word exactly. as he honors his name. And so when it comes to praying extravagant, big, bold, mighty prayers and, and God wanting our best, that's not just prosperity gospel preaching. We are rooting it and anchoring it in the word of God. And I love that so much. And uh, even more than the prophet Jeremiah, I love what Jesus has to say about it. Will you tell us what that second passage of scripture is? Yes. In John 14, verse 12 through 14, Jesus said, He that believeth on me the works that I do <clears throat> shall he do also. Uh, so w- what we have seen Jesus do in Scripture, what, what was that? Uh, well, he did everything from uh, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, uh, heal lame legs. Uh, he raised the dead. He stopped storms. The list could go on. He miraculously fed uh, a mass of people with only a meager amount of food so uh, Jesus in this statement is saying, uh, when we believe on him, the works he did, we can do that also. Well, how does that happen? How does that uh, flesh out into our everyday life? He's, he, he goes on to say, uh, what, if you ask, uh, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father would be glorified in the Son. We don't ask for miracles. We don't ask for the miraculous. Uh, we don't ask for supernatural provision uh, just just uh, for no reason. The main reason is to bring glory and honor to Him. Yes, sir. When sick bodies are healed, when cancers disappear, uh, when provisions are made, uh, it brings glory unto God. And then He said in verse 14, very clearly, uh, He said, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Uh, in that in that case, he's handing the believer a blank check. Uh, how amazing is that for us as parents, uh, for us in in trying to establish ourselves financially, how amazing in ministry to have our Lord, our Jesus, the the master, the head of the church, say to us, look, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Yes, sir. It's powerful. So as someone who didn't grow up in church, and I know we have a lot of leaders that that do not have necessarily any Assemblies of God background, some of them have grown up in this their whole life. Uh, we see in today's day and age, there are so many different theological views. I mean, even earlier today, I was watching a video, and someone that I respect, that I, I love and appreciate would say, that you know the power of God that operated as we would understand through the Holy Spirit, that that ceased with the with the disciples, and that you know that we're living day to day in in a new age, and one day Jesus will come back and we go to heaven, and that's when things are great. But we just kind of need to accept that maybe the Lord will not provide supernaturally today how He did then. 
What would you say to, to those that are dealing with people in their congregation that may feel that way, see that way, believe that way, or even if we're in a situation where we are praying those those mighty prayers, that blank check prayer, but we feel like the Lord's not answering it how how we think He should? Well, uh, certainly, Scripture teaches us uh, in Malachi that um, God says, I am the Lord, and I change not. And so for us, whenever we take a position that is contradictory to clear statements, uh, it, it lets us know that it's a false statement. Right. And so uh, we can stand on the Word of God, uh, not necessarily standing on theological uh, assumptions or suppositions. Uh, I choose, and I can tell you, uh, for me and my family, uh, and and for many, many, many people, uh, making that choice to stand on the Word of God, take Him at His Word, believe Him to do what He said He would do, always translates into something supernatural. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a, it was an old statement, an old quote, maybe even an adage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person with an experience is never at the mercy of the person with an argument. Oh, wow. And that's, and that's and I may not be able to explain it to you. I mean, I might be able to, to give you a well 10-point thought-out dissertation on why this is the way that it is. But there have been times in my life where I know God moved in a supernatural way. And there are many people that would say, well, the Lord doesn't do that today. Well, explain what happened to me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't argue with experience. Uh, that's right. And so... But you know, there's a, um, a, a a contingency for prayer. We 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 don't just um, live our life day to day with no thought of God, um, no consideration of honoring Him in our daily life, and then we just ask whatever we want and expect that God is going to be like the genie out of the bottle, you know. Yeah. And, and and just do whatever we ask. It, it doesn't work that way. There is a contingency, and rightfully so. John 15, 7, Jesus said, uh, If you abide in me, and my words, uh, that word if, it, it creates that contingency. It creates a contractual um, relationship. If, if, you, if you abide in me, in other words, if I, if I stay in God, if I make my dwelling place in Him, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done. So that we abide in Him and we take His word in, into our heart and life, uh, and that's done from a, a day-to-day basis. We, we, we can't just you know, show up at church for uh, a set of worship songs and a sermon and then, you know, uh, go about our merry way. There, there, there. We must abide in Him and and take His word. And that's not that's not a bad thing. That's not like a a grievous chore. Uh, Sorry, God, we have to spend more yeah, time with you. Yeah, this I'm, is a drag, you know. I'm reading in your word again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so miserable. Yeah, you're right. It's quite the opposite. What a blessing it is to abide in Him and take His Word, to ingest His Word in our spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Soup Bob, you, you have made a statement 
uh, previously talking about faith and prayer, that it's more than just words in, in a spiritual discipline. Will you talk about that? Certainly. Um, you know, uh, faith is really an expression. I mean, prayer is an expression of our faith. The Word says that faith without works is dead. Having faith with no expression, no tangible expression of that faith, uh, does not produce anything. Uh, Faith finds expression in prayer, and it also expresses our reliance on God. Jesus said in John 15, 5, Without me, you can do nothing. You can't do this. Apart from me, you can do nothing. When we, when we engage in prayer, it's an expression of our reliance upon a God that cannot fail. Uh, I, I'm thinking also of uh, the fact that Jesus, uh, over and over again, he, he reminds us of the power of his, his word and what he wants to do. In Matthew 21, 22, he said, Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. We can stand on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, you know, it's it's hard to think sometimes because we go back to really just funneling it in from priority to promise that in, in today's day and age, I like microwave society. We decide we want something to eat. We want a good meal. We want it fast. We want to order something off of Amazon. We want it Amazon Prime next day. We want right. it instantaneous. And uh, and the idea of these promises happening on God's time and not our time can sometimes be a little, Lord, would you know what you're doing? And, you know, I, I have to go back to the word and he says his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is on his own time. In fact, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like the day. He is, he is outside of time as we understand it. But I'm thankful that we look to his character and what he has done, and he has been consistent, and he is good, that every good gift comes from him, that he is a loving father, and all of his promises are yes and amen, and that when we can trust in him, and we basically, like you said, our reliance on him, that, God, I can't do this on my own. Exactly. I, I need you. Exactly. Jesus, I'm trusting you, and I know you've equipped me, and you've called me, and you've said faith without works is dead. I will do the works, but I understand that I am empowered by your spirit to do the works. And it's just, it goes back. It's humbling because it's a constant reminder that no matter what we do, no matter what title we may have, no matter what situation we may find ourselves in with all of the experience or no uh, none of the experience, we put our dependency on the Lord. And uh, again, going back to one of the fun things that you've shared before in talking about prayer is that prayer, it takes time, but it's not a waste of time. Exactly. At G- you know, James... 5.16 says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it avails much. It's not a waste of time. Um, you know, we're all going to invest our time in something. We're going to spend our life. We have X number of, of, of minutes in an hour and hours in a day and days in a week. We're, we're all going to invest time in something. Uh, we, we have to be wise in what we invest our time in and and it's kind of like with money you want to put your money in the place that generates the greatest return and so it is with time and with prayer our investment of our time whether it's 10 minutes 20 minutes an hour 
in anything you invest, I can assure you, is going to yield a return on that investment. Amen. And just a reminder for those listening, every Wednesday from 10 to 11, we have set aside where we invest an hour of the day to pray over the needs of our pastors, our leaders, our churches. Any need that comes into the office that we we hear about, we pray over it together as a staff, as a community. So if you are in the area, please come join us. We would open the door. It's going to be lots of fun and exciting. If you can't make it and you want us to pray over a specific need, let us know, and I can assure you we will pray. And um, I said it in our last episode on our series of prayer that it has become one of my favorite times of the week. And that still remains true. It is a powerful hour, the power hour. It was not something back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was actually. (laughs) The power hour um, of just just seeing what what the Lord will do. And I, you know, this is in the same vein, but not really prayer, so not a topic of conversation for today. But it sounds a whole lot. Prayer and Sabbath sound very similar. That I'm, I am choosing to trust in you and hold you to your word, and I'm going to rest in knowing that you are capable and able, and I trust you. I will do my part to the part that you've asked me to do, and then I'm going to trust you with the rest. Can I just make this comment that, um, you know, based on just what we've looked at today these these promises of God's word regarding prayer so often we pray believe below beneath our privilege and our promise uh, there's things that God wants to do in our life he wants to do it we're not putting him in an awkward spot to do this he wants to bless us uh, he, he wants to make a way where there's no way. And so uh, when, when we stand on his word, uh, when, when we take him at his word and we engage in prayer, it's, it's going to result in some amazing things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would hate to get to the end of my life and look back and see all the promises that the Lord or all the gifts and the blessings that he wanted to give. And, and we're even talking beyond just financial, just yes. relational and familial and in the workplace and the day-to-day. And, and ask the question, Lord, why why didn't I see that? And he'd come back and say, you never asked. That's right. I feel like the word says you have not because you asked exactly. not. Exactly. And Lord, let me not miss out on your favor and your blessing because I didn't have vision big enough to see that you could do it. And it it impacts ministry. What I what I don't ask for that could produce a miracle in somebody else's life that could be a destiny changing moment for them. It's not just about me. Uh, it's about yes, it's about me, but it's also about people that we influence. Yes, sir. That is so good. Well, that concludes today's podcast on prayer, the promises of prayer. I'm excited for our next one. Do you want to yes. give them a sneak peek, Sue Bob, you, or do you want them just to wait and find out? It's it, Let's make it a surprise. Okay. Ooh, I like surprises. Awesome. Well, actually, that's not a true statement. I don't like surprises. <laughs> I like giving the surprise. Yes. I don't like receiving the surprise because curiosity will kill the mat. Again, thank you so much for listening today. It's been so fun. Sue, Bob, always thank you so much for your thank wisdom. You. And we appreciate your guidance and your leadership. And uh, we now understand the priority of prayer. Now we understand the promises of prayer. And we're looking forward to the next step and to see what the Lord would do through yes. us. Don't do it. miss it. It was going to be good. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us today. 
Our hope is that we were able to add value to you right where you are. It would mean the world to us if you take a moment and subscribe to the show on whatever your preferred streaming platform is. We would love for you to be a part of our community and continue to provide resources to help you fulfill the goals you have for your ministry. You can find us on Instagram at msnextgen and online at msnextgen.com. Check out the links to these and many more resources in today's show notes. Know that we are praying for you, believing in you, and excited to see all that the Lord is going to do through you. See you next time. Bye.